0: So, because Stephen is doing so well, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have him uh, lead the Om. because Hari Harry has no voice today, so yeah. uh-huh. there you go.
1: First time. <laughs>
0: Today's topic is the purpose of life, super, super important topic and you can give a thousand lectures and um, the central theme will be the same, but it can be said in in a thousand different ways. Um, On a a side note, I'm very happy with a, a lot of you guys when I see you know, a lot of real, real development, so it's not only to, it's not only to be present, that's the, f- in, in this Dharma life, <coughs> first you got to show up, <laughs> um, because if you show up, you have an opportunity, but the second part, to show up and be useful, you know, and there's 10,000 ways of, of being useful. Or you could be useful sitting quietly, just with a very positive attitude, or you could be useful by jumping up and, like Jamie, and running the camera, or running to the dishes, or, or Victor doing all the all the things he's doing. All these gentlemen back here, or, you know, you know, or, or Fung. So that's the two things: is is to to be present and to be useful, and then uh <sighs> As your, as your heart purifies, the teacher gives you more and more and more to do, because he wants you to be, ex- he or she wants you to be ex- extremely skillful in being useful. Because when you actually start to consciously serve God, there's very little downtime. <laughs> there's always a project, you know, you know, heaven heaven doesn't want us to sit here and, and vegetate. <laughs> Heaven wants us to be very, very useful while we're here. We've we've got a you know, hundred years, roughly. If you're watching it, so He wants you to uh, uh, plant as many gardens and to do as much useful stuff as possible while you're here. So it's a purposeful life, you know, as opposed to, you know, all the other entertainments that you can be involved in or you know, sleep time nonsense time. <clears throat> A little, little is fine, but when nonsense becomes the center of your life, you know, you know, entertainment and cessation of your senses become the center of your life. You were born stupid, you die stupid. <laughs> you know, you you didn't do anything. You, you you didn't, you didn't improve the ecosystem that you were in. See, and uh, that's why they say, as above, so below. Above is really pure. <laughs> so heaven wants us to be generating some kind of a purity here, you know, and it, there's 10,000 ways of doing that. But, but you have to be conscious of it. So if we, if we get to that topic of the purpose of life, the, the purpose of life really is to acquire a state of perfect communion with God. Um, perfect communion and then in that uh, perfect communion you become an agency of that which is you're like a chalice that's been cleaned out and then heaven pours its amrita its nectar and then it sends it to the earth to to share that chalice of nectar so we all have to look at our uh, our various talents and and skills and say, you know, where I'm standing, how can I make things better, you know? And sometimes it's very visible. A lot of times it's very, very invisible. So if you're standing there with a very good attitude and saying prayers for the welfare of others, who's going to see that? Nobody's going to see that. But on a vibrational level, and as a service to God, you're actually doing something super super significant, very, very significant. You know, somebody else might have, you know, a, a fortune and, you know, go out and cure cancer. Well, that's also significant, but it's, it's, it's not more significant than the person who's quietly sitting there with a good attitude and saying prayers for the welfare of others. Both are serving as per their capacity. See? You didn't have the you know, billion dollars to go out and do medical research. But you did have the wherewithal to to have a good attitude and to, to seek the positive welfare of others. See? So it's it's not what you do, it's the motivation. See, large or small, you're judged on your motivation. <laughs> See. So this whole purpose of life, we have to, to keep it in our mind because it's, it's like trying to get to a location without a compass. We start wandering all over the place and often we go in circles. So we, we all have friends and family members and associates that, you know, 10 years ago and today, they're exactly the same person, there was no growth, there was no expansion what they were talking about 10 years ago they're still talking about you know the 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 the, the lack of positive habits they had are still manifesting <laughs> they didn't grow out of it if so without understanding the purpose of life we often get into the habit habits and we simply spend our entire life repeating habits <coughs> and and never had the contemplation well does this habit assist me in fulfilling the purpose of life? We all live by habits. When we get in our cars, we don't think, oh, do this, take the stick shift and do this. No, we, we drive on autopilot. We, we've got a body of habits that allow, allow us to drive and we simply drive. So, we don't realize that most of our life is not really that creative most of our life is based on our habits. And if our habits haven't been uh, uh, designed in such a way as to promote greater harmony, well, you've just got a collection of habits that are some good, some not so good, some disastrous. Mm -hmm. So if, if if you have just as a constant, process in your mind, you know, am I moving towards the purpose of my life or or that that contemplation what is the purpose of my life? If you don't have that constantly in your mind, you're just like the person going on a, a distant journey with no compass, you know, and you're most likely going to repeat a cycle. You're going to go round and around and around and around. We we all have family members that, we like them, we love them, but have a lot of unpleasant things in their personality, and 25 years later, they're still expressing that nonsense. See? Why? They, they were not consciously working on generating a higher vibration, generating a kinder thought, uh, generating a kinder... Uh, activity. They were just caught in a pattern, and they circled around the pattern, and circled around the pattern, and circled around the pattern. We call that a dog chasing its tail. (laughs) You know? A dog chasing its tail, it's barking, it's happy, it's delighted, but it's chasing its tail. It's going nowhere. It's doing nothing productive. (laughs) See? We we don't want to live and die like a, a, a really happy dog chasing its tail. You know, that is called an unfortunate birth. You might have had wealth, and you might have had a family. But if you're a dog chasing its tail, what'd you do? You just died barking. You know, unfortunate. So by, by really deeply thinking about, okay. the Guruji says that uh, the purpose of life is a stable communion with God, then your contemplation has to become, what does that mean? You know, what is stable? What is contemplation? What is God? See? We're supposed to come to some condition of communion, see? And then with communion, we become an agent of that which, which we commune with, see? You know, we just don't you know, have some union with God, and then uh, try to live our own personalized life. If, I mean, if if heaven just wanted to live its own personalized life, you know, it could reabsorb itself, and a, a great vacuum would occur. You wouldn't have your next breath, or you wouldn't have the sun in the sky. You could say, I oh, I just want to be pleased with myself and re-enter myself. And all the universes (laughs) collapse. Well, where would... Heaven is magnanimous. You know, when you woke up, the sun was there. When you woke up, you could take your next breath. See? When you woke up, there was some kind of positive opportunity for you. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, there was some type of positive uh, opportunity. So we have to get that idea of as above, so below, if, if heaven is, is persistently giving us some form of positive opportunity, don't you think we should attempt to reflect that in our lives? So that our, our life process should be that we become a channel of blessings, see? That we become a generator, not in America, they just want us to be consumers. You know, and then we become petty and, and selfish, and me. We we sing that song of me 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 me. Every time you sing that song of me me me, you, you're just digging your own grave. You know, you 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 you're, you're entering into a a canal of of great suffering. You have to remember, heaven every moment of your existence is giving you an opportunity. An opportunity to look deeper, an opportunity to get along a positive stream. You're never blocked from that. You're never blocked from a kind thought. You're never blocked from a kind action. Those are all opportunities for expansion, opportunities for growth, opportunities for moving towards a greater communion. So there's the goal of communion and then there's the process too. See? Heaven wouldn't give you a goal without giving you a means to that goal. You 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 know every kind thought, every action, kind action you're gravitationally moving towards the center. Every every unkind thought every selfish action, you're moving away from the center. You know, The center is the beneficent God, the reality of absolute truth. But you get to choose what direction you're going. Heaven has also given you free will. He didn't make you a robot. He made you a creative being and gave you choice as to whether you're going to head north or you're going to head south. <laughs> It's up to you. So, we, we just want to learn to create a, a whole body of habits because we're living by habits one way or the other. We're living by habits. You know, somebody, somebody sneezes you, say, God bless you. You didn't think about it, you didn't say, God bless you. you just, it was just a normal, no, normal courtesy that was on reflex. It's a positive, positive, positive courtesy. So you you want to, knowing that so much of our life, 90% of our life really is autopilot, um, you want to create a body of habits that are going to (coughs) constantly keep you moving north, constantly uh, keep you moving towards a more magnanimous state, a kinder state. See. So you sort of move into your wholeness through kindness and through positive action see and we all have to find you know creative ways of doing that. you know you can be sitting in a room by yourself you could choose to get depressed or you could choose to think lovely thoughts and prayerful thoughts it's up to you <coughs> see you're You know, you get to swim in the pool that you choose. You know, uh, a little while ago I was (laughs) busy at the hospital because the body got damaged. I could sit there and think about my misery, or I could think, "Well, how many people in this hospital have it a thousand times worse, and start praying for them? Which was actually good for me also, because it took my mind off of the the body suffering so much but it gave me something positive to do in a challenging situation see so we can we can always make a choice see and if that choice is magnanimous we're always heading north see but we have to we just have to keep these things in mind that life does have a purpose life is not just where birth and we have this random existence and and there's no goal there is a goal you know? by reading the Saints of all the cultures and all the traditions there is a goal to life but many people don't realize there's an ultimate goal so they'll chase after their sports they'll chase after the girls and they'll chase after money which are all pretty short-term things. You know, I'm not saying you can't have those things, that's perfectly fine, but when it becomes the center of your life, then it's a problem, then it's a problem. It means you've forgotten the goal and the purpose of life. Can you have all the amenities along the journey? Yeah, you sure can, no problem. But if you forget the purpose, and to generate a body of habits that are constantly moving you towards that purpose, you have a problem. You have a problem. So, you know, each of us have to uh, find our talents and our strengths and uh, our our life circumstance, and then ask ourselves the question, what can I do? You yeah. know, what can I do? If you're a boss, you can treat your... your Your employees with more kindness, with more thoughtfulness, give them more opportunities. I say that because you're a boss, I know. (laughs) You know, you can you can guide them in their careers. You know, there's always something we can do. You know, we're we're never bereft of opportunities, and and the thing about this this yogic life, is that's like part of the top three things you're thinking about all the time you know how can I generate some more kindness how can I generate more opportunities for people how can I generate more insight for people that that becomes your hidden lifestyle you can be involved in all the things you want to go line dancing you know go to the opera whatever you want no problem go swimming is you can do all of that stuff but behind the scenes wherever you stand you want to be generating a garden, see? Just think like that. Wherever I stand, I want to be generating a garden, see? So you're plucking the weeds, and you're, nutri- you're giving nutrients to the soil, and you're, you're bringing in crops for the welfare of others, see? You're not hurting the creatures, see? Just, just walk around like a living garden. <laughs> And based on your talents and your skills and your nature, everybody's garden is going to be different, you know? If you look at 10 different people's gardens, this one likes these flowers, that one likes those flowers, but they're all beautiful, see? It's it's that act of kindness that's beautiful <clears throat> within the action. So you've got an infinite amount of, of actions, but if they're motivated by and intelligent kindness, they're beautiful, you know? And, and uh, whether it's conscious or unconscious, everybody knows it. You know, whether it's acknowledged or unacknowledged, unacknowledged, everybody knows that what this person is doing is actually beautiful, see? Like, I don't know Mother Teresa, but I look at her life and say, wow, that's beautiful. You know, this is, this is a woman who's lived a beautiful life. Has she suffered a lot? Has she had many challenges and ups and downs? Oh, absolutely. But if you look at the body of her life, you have to say beautiful. Either you're blind or you say beautiful. It's that constant motivation. You know, uh, her life was not about (coughs) herself. Her life was about generating kindness, generating love, generating opportunity, generating compassion that that was her life process and that life process leads to communion and the how do you think she had the strength to do all of that she was being fed by heaven so the the more you become an agent of that kind of positive compassion the more you're open to that flow from the kingdom into you So you you literally just become first an unconscious agent and then later on a conscious agent. See, so as you learn this like process of meditation and learn how to still your thought process, how to become quiet in your mind, then you can start to hear the deep voice of the kingdom giving you very, very clear, very, very direct instructions. Do this, do this, do this, go here, do that, you know. It's 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 not that heaven's not singing a song or, or speaking to you. It's that you're psychically so noisy you can't hear heaven's voice above your own self generated noise. You know? Heaven's speaking. But it's like if I'm whispering and you're having a very dynamic conversation over here, over there, you won't hear the whisper.
1: <laughs>
0: so That's why the teachers of every tradition tell you, sit still, be still, be quiet. (laughs) You know, they're they're not trying to suppress you. They're trying to have you opened up to the greater opportunities. You know, if you're chattering, you're contained by your own ego. If you can be a little bit quiet, more deeply still, you get opened up to the opportunities of the entire universe. See? They're, they're trying to tell you be still so that you're open to the greater bounty and not limited by your own ego, your own fears, your own misperceptions. That's why they tell you to be quiet. You know, there's a bouquet on the other side and you don't know it. It's, it's waiting for you, but you're all wrapped up in your own dream, you know, some joy, a whole lot of sorrow. That's your dream. Most of your dreams are based on fear. I'm afraid of dying. I'm afraid of lack. I'm afraid of no love. You know, think about it. I'm, I'm afraid of violence. I'm afraid of criticism. Think of how much life, or your life, quietly is based on fears. I'm afraid of loss. There's a, immense bounty on one side, And then you're wrapped up in your ego, which is all fearful. That's a real problem. That's why Lord Buddha said, talk so much about suffering. It's not that people are bad. It's just they get caught up in a dream of lack. Not enough love. Not enough prosperity. Not enough housing. Not enough food. Not enough whatever. And unconsciously, we just have this you know, cement block of fear that we're standing on, and don't know what to do about. See, so we get caught up in a consciousness of lacking.
1: You know,
0: that's why right, you know, you have a pimple on your nose and you're worried about. Everybody is looking at the pimple now. In truth, who cares? Nobody cares about the pimple on your nose, you know, or that you got, you got a few more pounds in your thighs. Nobody cares, but it becomes an issue for that individual. See? because it was their fear their fear as opposed to if they became more quiet then the infinite bounty that is there beyond your personal ego you'll start to be able to enjoy some of your, your infinite bounty like if you go to India and you walk around you'll see these sadhus and yogis walking around You know they'll, they'll have a stick a shoulder bag and a little pot and they're the happiest people in the world (laughs) they walk around like they're kings of the universe all they have is a stick a shoulder bag and a pot (laughs) and you're thinking why are they so happy it's because they've learned that science of becoming quiet and participating in a greater bounty they have no sense of lack they have no sense of want they have no sense of oh how do i look today you know there's a pimple on my nose you know it it, that doesn't arise in their consciousness you know you sit and talk them and eat some simple uh, beans and rice with them or bread and, and beans with them and they are joyful they're laughing they're singing they're happy they have a true prosperity of heart and all they have is a few items i mean What you see them carrying is the net worth of that person in the world. You know, a a stick, a shoulder bag, and a pot. I mean, just a little little pot that they carry for water. You know, that's where you come here and you speak to the various, you know, upper classes of great wealth, and they have every kind of fear, you know, every kind of sorrow is in the front of their consciousness dominating all of their activities they're lost so they they have no consciousness of the purpose of life so they buy a bigger house and they're out on the golf course and you know or they're doing unpleasant politics or unpleasant business and they're they're afraid all the time they're afraid of losing whatever they got whether it's economic or their self-image, they're, they're afraid all the time. As opposed to shifting their consciousness to that I'm a child of God, there is an infinite bounty and I can participate in that bounty. That's a very different place to stand. But if you don't have this constant recurring thought, what is the purpose of life? If you don't have that thought, there's no cost correction, see? you won't correct your course you'll just keep going in a circle you know I get I lose I get I lose I get I lose that's the dog chasing its tail you know there's there's no course correction you know they die at 50 they die at 80 and they're the same person you know full of fear you know you don't we're all gonna pass away we're all gonna leave these bodies, these mortal coils. Do you want to die with a sense of fear? Or do you want to die with a sense of bounty? It's your choice. It's all about where you put your mind, you know, what you, what you choose, what experiences you choose to open yourself to. So by practicing you know, these standard forms, prayer, mantra, meditation, contemplation, by making those processes standard in your life you're constantly opening up to new possibilities to new avenues of energy to, to a clearer vision of the purpose of your life. In the beginning we're like on the bottom of a valley looking up the t- mountain peaks so We can barely see it and we say well somehow the greatest thing is on top and I'm sitting here in the valley but we can't quite see it you know we're a long way from the goal but um, by using those processes of prayer, mantra, meditation, contemplation, association with the Dharma teachers all of that things come into focus you know heaven doesn't give you a task that's unattainable see? The, the task May seem unattainable sometimes, sometimes. But that's where grace and miracles come in, which will give you a greater faith. All of a sudden, when miracles start busting out all around you, (laughs) it's it's hard to deny. There's a God, you know. It's hard to not have a, a greater faith. See, if if you do these practices in a serious way prayer mantra meditation contemplation association with the dharma teachers there is no way miracles cannot happen in your life it's not possible you know it's like putting fire under water the water is going to get hot it's not possible to put fire under the water and the water stays cold it's not <coughs> possible See? so if you do these divine practices practices the alchemy will occur See? You, you just have to you have to be invested enough in yourself to, to utilize these methods of alchemy so that the miracles just become a natural event in your life and the higher forms of association <coughs> become a natural event in your life you start to walk a higher path, you start to walk a path of freedom as opposed to a path bound by unenlightened habits, see? To be honest, we all have a lot of unenlightened habits, but the first thing is to get aware that that's binding us. And then we can say, okay, I can cut this out and I can put this in. I'm a big believer in the law of displacement, you know? The more good stuff I put in, the more more nonsense gets pushed out (laughs) because they're incompatible. You know, light is not compatible with darkness. So if I just get a bright lamp, the shadows and darkness retreat. It's the law of displacement. So you don't have to say, oh, I'm terrible, I have this problem, I have that problem. You, you don't have to do that. Just say, what's the opposite of that? And start working on generating that. And surely by the law of displacement, whatever is not like that positive energy that you're generating will be displaced, it'll be washed out of your psyche. You know, when you take a shower, you don't say, oh, this little grain of dirt and this little grain of dirt. No, you just step into the shower and the shower washes the whole body. You don't look, oh, my nose, my hips, my, not necessary. The process of stepping into the shower purges the entire system, see? So just by generating more and more kindness, more and more thoughtful actions, you purge all the negativity, all the other nonsense. You don't have to say, oh, this piece of dirt under my hip, under my nose, it's not necessary, it's not necessary. And then you find all this dirt and say, oh, I'm an evil, bad person. Isn't that depressing? <laughs> not necessary. You know, when you find a, a pile of unconscious dirt, acknowledge it, okay, I'm, I'm the author of that dirt. But, you know, I can also take a bath, see? You don't have to pick up each particle of, of negativity and, and, and seek out its origin, it's, it's not necessary. Just find the counter energy to that and start working on that energy, see? So if I'm lethargic and, I, and start to have ill health because I'm so lethargic and lying around, isn't the antidote for me to go to for a walk? or to get on a bicycle, <clears throat> just do the opposite. All of a sudden, ill health goes away, the lethargy goes away, vitality comes. So because I chose to take a walk or get on a bicycle, part of that is just sitting around, I was gaining weight, my health was going down, I didn't want to get up, I was depressed. Get out, get out and do something the opposite. See, I didn't have to say, why am I depressed? Why am I lying around? No, you, can you do that? Yeah. But is it necessary? No, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. You know, oh, my father did this. My mother did Get over it. Get over it. Everybody gets kicked. Get out and do something positive. See? The moment you start taking control of your life and being a positive generator, you're moving north. You're moving north. You're moving towards the purpose of your life. You're going to, your deeper vision of life will come into greater and greater focus, see? Because the lens that you're looking at life through is a more perfect, more pure lens. You know, if we're looking at our life through a corrupt and fearful ego, you know, that's pretty tough. We have a highly diffracted lens to look through. Everything is distorted, and we think that's the, that's, we think that's the real world because we're looking through a very distorted lens. And then, as you get a better quality lens, all of a sudden, deeper clarity, more opportunities to get a better quality lens again, more clarity, more opportunities, more insight. See? So we just have to constantly generate a better and better lens of perception. Because in the beginning, we're looking through a very distorted, polluted lens. So we'll remove the pollution. Just like you go to the, you go to a lake. And sometimes you can't see anything, you know? Or other lakes, you go and you can see, you know, 20 feet right to the bottom. Which one do you want to drink out of? See? The one you can see right to the bottom is the one you should be drinking from. So, this is our life. You know, we're responsible for, for the life that we live and the perceptions that we live, you know? It, it, we see from our head out, see? So we have to clean up our own heads, you know? And the saints all have left behind biographies and scriptures as roadmaps of how to clean up, see? It doesn't mean you can't be uniquely who you are. All it means is you can be blessedly uniquely who you are, see? That's the only difference. You can be ignorantly uniquely who you are, or you can be blessedly, uniquely who you are, see? People think, I don't want to practice all this spiritual stuff, I like who I am now. It, that's like a person with no legs saying, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rather have legs, or a blind person saying, you know, I don't want sight. Who's going to do that? But that's the situation we're in. You know, we're handicapped. And then we we get comfortable in our handicap. And we just sort of get stuck there and say, no, it's okay, I don't want legs, I don't want vision. I'm good, I'm depressed, but I'm good. This is who I am, I'm depressive. (laughs) You know, we don't wanna allow ourselves to fall at that. If we haven't done it to ourselves, we definitely have seen other friends doing it. I have a really, really good buddy who was really, really successful at one time completely destroy his life, you know, wine, women, and songs in grand excess. You know, went from prosperous, prosperous uh, physician to nearly in the gutter, literally, you know, from every form of material prosperity and, and good name and all that, to virtually the gutter. Now who did that to him? He did it to himself. He did it. He's the author. He was the author of his excess and he was the author of his fall. <laughs> See? So we're the authors of our life based on our goals and realizing that there I- we're, we're not just material <clears throat> beings, we're also spiritual beings. That's the higher nature within us. And that, you know, so we can eat and eat and eat, and that's just. Or, you know, go running around playing that's one level of life but that's, God gave you multiple dimensions of capacity see and you want to ferret out all of the dimensions, you want to understand physicality, you want to understand emotionality you want to understand mentality you also want to understand spirituality you know, these are the dimensions of your life, why would you close the door on them, see you, you want to purify them all optimize them all See? So and and the subtler controls the grosser. See? So the gross human condition can be just, you know, passion and sensation. But is that should that be the governor of our existence? Or or should the higher thoughts, the higher feelings and the greater spiritual inspiration? you know be the governor of course the higher spiritual inspirations be the governor because that's going to be the most compassionate the most civilized the most decent see Mm -hmm. it's it's the the greatest music that ever was created was inspired music see so they 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 created music which is an emotional expression but it was inspired by the spiritual energy see or the greatest thoughts again it's the subtler spiritual energy that allowed those greater thoughts to manifest, see? So we, we want to utilize the full spectrum of our being, but we want to shoot as high as possible so that the highest in us can inform all the other levels of our being, see? So that we're just not crude, you know, cogs, you know? No need. We, we want to say, what is the best in me? you know, what is the most sublime in me, what is the deepest in me, come to some level of communion with that, and that should inform your thoughts, it should inform your emotions, it should inform your your physicality, see, all of those (coughs) things you can have, all those things you can utilize, but simply have them informed by what's greatest in you, see, so you have to say, what's the purpose of my life? what's the greatest thing that I can accomplish in life? Mm-hmm. What's the fullest life that I can realize? See? All of those things, if you do constant prayer, constant meditation, constant mantra, constant contemplation, you'll be informed as to what is greatest in you. See? you, you you're, you're all actually born to be lords of the cosmos, mm-hmm. literally infinite beings of light is is what you're you're born for that it's we who have diminished ourselves limited ourselves by living in the just the bounds of our ego and all these higher practices get you to a more ascended condition where you're beyond the limitations of your ego ego is just one function in your life it's not the only function in your life it's a function there's greater functions There's greater associations, there's greater opportunities. So the teachers are here to to constantly drum in the message. Don't be limited by your limitations. You know, don't be limited by your lack of vision. You know, be like an explorer, read the scriptures and see what's possible. You know, did Jesus, you know, feed the multitude from a few baskets? Yes, he did. All it means is he knew a higher science than you're practicing but he's no different than you it's just his application of a higher principle he had greater compassion and the miracle of infinite loaves of bread manifests you know because he had a higher level of compassion where did that compassion come from divine attunement attunement to the kingdom attunement to the kingdom makes all things possible all things possible see so you're no different. Don't think that Jesus is up there and you're here. You know? Jesus is focused on the kingdom and you're focused on the world. You get what you're focused on. See? He was focused on the reality. You're focused on it relatively. He got infinite reality. We got infinite relativity because of our focus. See? So the truth is it's it's really within our capacity but maintain that constant idea of what is the purpose of my life that way you're always checking the compass and then how do I proceed towards the purpose of my life see those are the contemplations that that you have to have and then you'll make you know tremendous spiritual progress you know you'll see the angels with your own eyes you'll see miracles with your own eyes You'll see the glories of God with your own eyes. Right now, those are abstractions and metaphors and maybes. But if you do these sacred practices, these become the reality that you live in. It's, it's not a metaphor. It's not a maybe. <coughs> you know, it's not a dream. It becomes a living reality. Each of you can be proof positive of the glory of god if you apply yourself see that's all there's there's nobody in the room who cannot be proof positive of the glory of god nobody in the room you're all of equal capacity you all are solar beings bound by ego so you unbind the ego what's left a solar being see so we just have to find ways of neutralizing the egoic part of ourselves, minimizing it, so that we can have the radiance of the soul manifest and you personally, individually, will be proof proof positive of the potentiality and the vision and the life of God, it's there, it's there, but we must personally, individually take on that choice, hold that compass. And then walk the walk, and then, as my Guruji Sant Keshavdas would say, "Come what may, don't don't think the walk to the kingdom is a rose petaled walk." Read any saint, you'll see it's not. It's a it's a struggle. But it's 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 a struggle into beatitude, see? It's a struggle into sanctity. It's a struggle into true self, see? as opposed to delusional self, or dream self. We're, we're now currently actively involved in dream self, see? Not sanctified self. Not in the, the reality of an internal beatitude, see? What's nice about this process is once you start realizing that there is really a, a, a divine sanctity, there really is a beatitude, you sort of pick up speed because you get like, wow, that was fantastic, wow, that was interesting, wow, that was possible. In the beginning, we have some kind of faith, but we think a lot of things are impossible. And later on, as you start to do these practices, you have these multiple wow experiences where you realize it's actually possible. <laughs> you know, I can actually witness these things, I can actually manifest these things, I, I can actually be a participant in God's glory. You know, there's like uh, just one major wow after another because before we just assumed that that's just not possible, right? But you do these practices and you, it's like a ball going down the hill said like going faster and faster because you realize, holy mackerel, it's actually really, really possible, you know? So the beauty of this yoga is that You can prove things. You you can find things out that are self-validating. You know, there is God. There are angels. There is miracles. There are saints. (coughs) It, It becomes a living reality in your own personal life. It's not something you just heard about. It becomes part of your life process. You know, many of you have been very fortunate. You know, various saints have come to this house, and you've you've met some. You know, you think about it. Think about right now your level of consciousness. How many people do you know have met saints? You know, and then you have. You're like a real minority of human humanity. For most people in humanity, saints are just like a lovely dream. But many of you have met Ramamata, Ramata here, or 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 many of the Sadhus. Kentor Rinpoche came, very, very great master, you know, some of you were here for that. And many others, you know, Sri Yamas come, you know, and then you have various great yogis have come, some of you have met. You have to understand, you're a real, real minority to even be in the same room with those people, you know, so why not more? Why not, uh, uh, you know, that becomes your living fellowship? You know, why doesn't that become your crew? You know? (laughs) So, you know, we build bridges to whatever destinations we choose. So, we want to build a bridge to the kingdom. Meaning, we want to build a bridge to, to infinite, joyous, kind, Creative intelligence. We want to build a bridge to freedom. You know? We want to build a bridge to an unlimited body of light. That's our truer expression. You know, we all look this way, look that way, tall, short, you know, this hair, that hair, this eye, that hair. Beyond all that, beyond all of your garb, it is a luminous being. See? but because we're bound by ego we don't see our own luminosity but if you do your meditation practices correctly sitting deeply all of a sudden you'll have expansion after expansion of unimaginable luminosity once those types of events happen it really changes the way you see yourself and changes the way you see the world the problem is you can't tell anybody about it because no one's going to believe you. That's that's the only downside. No one's, going to believe, no one's going to believe it because they haven't seen it. But there is a way of seeing it yourself. If you do these practices of meditation and prayer and mantra, there comes a time where you become focused enough and silent enough so that the, the grip of ego is loosened and this greater, greater body of luminosity becomes present luminosity and unimaginable power you know, becomes released and you become a witness to what's is 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 you know fundamentally your own nature. See? As you go deeper in, there's more luminosity, more innocent power. You know, if we just say with the ego there's fear, there's frustration, there's limitation. If we go in, there's freedom, this luminosity, this infinite creative power. If we go in, see? So each of us, no matter where we stand, we just, you don't have to take a thousand mile leap. Just take your next step. That's all you have to do. Wherever you are, take your next step. See? And then take your next step. And then take your next step. You know, forget about jumping a thousand miles. You know, you're not (laughs) Honolman. Who was one of the greatest bhaktas. So Lord Honolman, because of his faith, anything was possible. (laughs) He could could jump from India to Sri Lanka in one leap. (laughs) A great miracle. It really happened. But it's because of his his focus his focus on the divine allowed anything to happen see so we have to get that habit so we have to slowly sharpen our focus and as we sharpen our focus then every kind of miracle starts happening greater and greater faith starts happening and then as your focus and your faith become perfect anything is possible anything is possible It's just take your next step, you know, and take your next positive step and make it, for God's sakes, a habit. (laughs) Just make it a habit so that it's on autopilot. It's not like, oh, I've got to do this all the time. I've got to do this all the time. No. You know, when you get in your car to drive, there's no struggle in driving. When you were first learning to drive, it was a struggle. But now you do it on autopilot. You're very skillful without even having to think about it. So if you start to generate these habits of kindness, habits of thoughtfulness, habits of insightfulness, in the beginning, is there a struggle? Yes. Just like exercise, in the very beginning, it's a struggle. But later on, it's a joy. Same thing in spiritual life. So there's there's a, a beginning phase of struggle to get the habit going, but usually after 20 to 40 days, if you've been consistent, the habit is there. It'll go on autopilot, and you'll start being enriched by it. See, so you just want to build a body of habits that are heading north. That, that's really the simple thing of it. Build a body of habits that are heading north. You know, a- and you'll see. You, because every habit, and every step north, creates new opportunities. New opportunities, greater, greater sense of internal freedom your body might be all bound up but your heart and mind won't be bound up see see so you will experience greater and greater bound, bounty regardless of your circumstance you know your living circumstance you know your health circumstance there will be a psychic level of bounty see so these are, the, these are the things that I, I want you to, to think about to have a, a, a goal to know life has a purpose that that purpose ultimately is communion with God and you, and you don't even have to use the word God you can say communion with ultimate truth that's, that's equally true you can also say communion with ultimate love that's also equally true these are all synonyms you know, they're all the same thing. When you say God, or you say intimate truth, in, intimate love—all the same stuff. It's the same reality that you hit. It's just a different way of interpreting the experience. That's all. So, but we we all have the that power and that potential, um, but we must choose. We must choose to take the journey, and that's like one hundred percent on you as individuals. You can choose to live a common life, run around, have a ball, die like a dog chasing its tail, no problem. Or you can choose to take this journey, you know, this journey into the intimacy with your inner, sancti- inner sanctity and the greater sanctity. See? So, we make the choice, you know, and we, we pay the price of admission. You know, so many of you come here I, why am I happy with so many of you? It's because you're paying the price of admission. You know, you're doing the work that I know for a fact, for you it's theory, for me I know for a fact, the bounty that will come, you know. I, I know the dividends you're gonna get, you know, from your good works, you know. E- even the fact that you, you come here is a positive act, and that you come here on a repeated basis is a positive act. You're, you're building that kind of association, you know. It's going to displace a lot of nonsense. And then in your own private lives, you know, the various good and kind deeds that you're doing, there's real dividends from that. You know? But it's, my job is to constantly just remind you to stay on track that, that it is possible to have intimacy with God. It is possible to have intimacy with the saints and the masters. It's possible. And if you keep on track, it's going to happen. It's not just possible, it's a definite. <coughs> it's, it's a, it's a can-do. You know, can I have intimacy with Saint Francis? Can I have intimacy with Jesus? Can I have intimacy with Buddha? Can I have intimacy with Sri Krishna? Can I have intimacy with the masters? You definitely can. You definitely can. It's, it's part of your DNA if you exercise that part of your DNA. You, it's, a, it's not a maybe. It's a definite. You know, don't think of yourself as a small ant, you know, you're, you're, you're not. You might have an ant illusion, but you're really an elephant, you know. But we have this ant illusion, I'm so small and I'm so feeble and I'm so, you know, vulnerable. Get over that nonsense. Just start me- meditating. You'll find that that's just absolute nonsense. You know, stop with the fearful life. It's it's nonsense. It's just nonsense. You know. You know, find what heaven put in you—the bounty and the strength and the glory and the light that heaven has put in every soul. You know, this is a this is a problem of lack of self-knowledge. You know, like all these little beautiful children in the room, they can all grow to be scholars, but they simply have to do the study. we can all participate in the glory of God, we simply have to do the work. It's not that we can't. It's just, it's a matter of self-education and creating a lifestyle. Like these children will go to middle school and high school and college and all that and they create what they went after. It's it's all part of what they can create. So can we build a, a vessel to the kingdom? Absolutely absolutely you know the reason that you're not more enthusiastic is because most people around you don't believe that because there's no one there to tell them how to do it so they're just wallowing in their ignorance and sharing their ignorance but every soul can make this journey and all the dharma teachers are are there to tell you how and into encourage you, we're like big cheerleaders, you know, go for it, go for it, go for it. That's all. Twenty years later, we're still going to be saying go for it. Hundred years later, go for it, <laughs> because for us, it's a fact. You know, For us, we know what you're capable of. For us, we know there is a God. There's like no shadow in our psyche. This is something we know. This is something we've experienced, we've seen it ourselves. See? But we just want to to get you to a point where you can see it yourself so you'll be like ruthlessly enthusiastic and continue to go for it until you can become completely settled in it, see? It's just you haven't seen enough yet. So the teachers are there to give you the information, give you the encouragement so that you can see for yourself, know for yourself and then you'll just become a. It, it becomes such a grand experience that you would just become a big generator. You know, you get that habit of always being, because you become intimate with the light and the blessedness in yourself, and that's what you start to share. You know, you don't share your your sorrow, you don't share your shadow, you share your light, you know? <laughs> and the more you share your light, the more open and grander the light, and the more your personal shadow goes away, the more their shadows go away. So it's, it's like everybody wins. You, know, you don't want to be the one king in the middle of a ghetto. You want everybody to be happy, everybody to be prosperous. What, what good is you, you being a king in the middle of a ghetto when everyone around you is, is suffering? Where's your kingdom? Is there any joy in that? Well, of course not. That's why the people living up on the hills and stuff, they get their big fat houses. Are they happy? No. they're not happy why are they they're happy because they're selfish see? they didn't want to share their prosperity they're selfish so their misery is sitting on their head <laughs> but you can find this light this joy into yourself share that all of a sudden this b- gardens are blooming around you see why you you're a magnanimous compassion made gardens bloom right where you live right where you stand see so then you become a lord of prosperity a lord of light (laughs) you know not of your limited you know selfish ego so this is the basic uh, uh point that i wanted to uh uh make with you guys that that there is a god and there is a way to God. And, and God is the purpose of life. Intimacy with God is the purpose of life. You know, don't think of God as just some abstraction. Find out for yourself. Is there or isn't there a God? Find out for yourself. You know? Who are the arbiters of that knowledge? The saints are, the masters are. Find real saints, real masters, and see what the formulas that they laid out are. See, not, I'm not saying the, the theology. I'm saying the spiritual formulas, see, theology is a, is a lesser thing, it's sort of like a religious spiritual, you know, politics in a way, so it's, it's not as pure as one would think, it's, in, it's informed by lower energies, but find the pure methods of sanctity, you know, you know, Jesus didn't tell you to be this or that, he told you to pray. He told you to be humble. There's no politics in that. There's no theology in that. It's beyond it. See? He told you to be kind. (coughs) See? Lord Buddha told you look deeply. Be silent and look deeply. See? That's beyond politics, beyond theology. It's just a very direct method into reality. So this is, this is simply what we have to do, you know, if, if we want to truly be happy, if we want to truly have a sense of personal freedom, personal freedom, physical, emotional, psychological, spiritual freedom, see, this is the journey that we must choose. It can't be imposed upon you. Nobody forced you through the door. You chose to come through the door. And that's how it is. Heaven's not going to force you to go to the kingdom. You have to choose to make the journey. You yourself have to say this is worth this is worth doing. And then in your own way, you take your next step. Not the person over there the person over there. Let them do their thing. You take your personal next step. See? It's a the path to the kingdom is unbelievably individualized. <laughs> There's central methods, but your experience, your experience, your experience will be completely different than the person sitting next to you. The method, internal methods are the same, but your journey will be completely unique. You'll have a completely unique journey to the kingdom. So, ultimately, as people of good faith, of people who want to live in a, a better world, of people who want to live a, light, a life of light and prosperity, this is what we must do, you know. Constantly remember that life has a purpose and constantly remember that there's a, a method to you know, fulfilling that purpose. And then get after it. Take your personal, individual next step. See? And the teacher's here just to help you because sometimes your mind is not so clear. So they'll say, don't, they'll suggest, why did you do this? And why did you do that? You know? Because they're looking at your portfolio and saying, okay, your personal next step. They're just going to suggest. They're going to tell you. They're going to suggest because they want you to exercise your free will. See? And then bit by bit, you just keep going, keep going, keep going. Like I suggested that these two, study Swami Jay. You know, he's doing some really good work. I didn't say, you must do this. I sent them some information and suggested. I said, this is a good guy. This guy is teaching real stuff. You know? They get to choose. Well, I'm sorry, I don't feel like it. Okay? Or, you know what, Hari suggested it, you know, <coughs> let us give it a shot, you know? Or I hand you a book, you know? You don't have to read it, you know? You could throw it in the bin, put it in recycling. See, see, see you have to understand, everything you do in the spiritual path is about choices you make. You know, are you heading north, are you heading south, are you heading sideways? <laughs> You know, you choose. See, it's not given to you. You make your own journey. You make your own choices. Heaven allows you sovereignty, and heaven allows you to point yourself in any direction you want. See, but if you want if you want uh, to alleviate suffering, my suggestion is head north. <laughs> See, everything else. They're thorns. Every 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 other direction. Sometimes the thorn has an apple with it. Sometimes the thorn just has a big thorn bush. You know. You know. Sometimes there's painful joy. You know. Sometimes it's just pain, pain, pain. You know. And some. And if you head north, the thorns start coming off the bushes. You know. There's just a there's just grander and grander bounty. See. Thorns, if you head east, west, south, they're, all, they're thorns. One way or the other, they're thorns. Head north, less and less than to point, no thorns. See? But you choose. That's the big thing. You choose your journey. Are there any questions, ideas, thoughts, ruminations that any of you might have? A lot of you guys are doing really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually very happy. But we're like the fire under the pot. We just want to keep the flame on, so you keep... Eventually, the water becomes steam and gets more grand, more glorious. <laughs> <coughs> if I let you sit too long, you might turn into a block of ice, you know, more dense, you know, more problematic. We've got to turn on the flame a little hotter.
1: You
0: know, Why is he calling me? Why is he giving me these books? All that means we just turn the flame up. (laughs) Our job is to to give you opportunities. That's our job. Whether you exercise the opportunities is a whole other issue. You know, my master, who who is a living master of of God, meaning a soul who lives in perfect (laughs) communion with God. I saw thousands and thousands of people come in front of him. And most people didn't take the opportunity. They had the the good fortune to meet a living master but didn't have the good sense to follow his instructions. You know? They, they every one of them have the same opportunity I had. Every single one of them. <coughs> but they chose, you know, they, they chose just to say, I want to make the rules of life and I don't want to follow the processes of sanctity. That was the choice they made. I want to do it my way and do this and do that. Fine. As opposed to following, following the methods of sanctity that are laid out by the saints or given very clearly by my master. You know, I just assume this guy is not a regular person. This guy is a living miracle and whatever he says, I'm going to do. <laughs> That was my only stroke of intelligence, that I realized that this is no ordinary human being, and that whatever he says, something good's gonna come from it, so I'm gonna do whatever he says. Just like if you meet a Jesus. There's not one ill bone in that man's body. Whatever he says to you is a blessing. So why wouldn't you follow his advice, you know? Whatever he says is a blessing, or a Buddha, or a Krishna, see? So that was when I met my master. I realized that this is no normal human being. If anything, this is a living miracle standing in the flesh and whatever he says, I know I'll benefit from. So I simply was joyfully, actively obedient. You know, I knew that he had my absolute best interest in mind. And if I just did what he said, something good, would, I didn't know what was gonna happen. But I knew something good was going to happen. And that was it. That was it. You know, and from that, you know, I went from level to level to level to level from greater and greater and greater and greater experiences to now I can say there is a God. Not maybe, or I hope, or I feel, or I want, or I wish. No, I'm not a, that's not me anymore. Maybe that was in the past, but not anymore. I know there's a God. God is a fact. God is a reality. See? You want to get to that place of stable, I know. And you know based on your own personal, intimate journey. See? So that 10,000 people can say no, you just shrug your shoulders. I say, I understand why you say no, but there is a God. <laughs> you know? You don't want to fight with anybody, but you're just going you know, to state a living fact of your life. There is a God.
1: <laughs> you know?
0: It's real. Are there angels? Yep, they're angels. They're yeah. there. <laughs> Do they help you? Absolutely. Are there saints in the masses? Absolutely. They're there. I know. I've met them. See? You want to get to that place of, of certainty. See? And, and the obedience is not a drudgery. You're not like breaking rocks. It's a joyful obedience. It's a joyful obedience where you know... I'm working really, really hard, but really, really, really good things are going to happen from that, from that obedience, see? the, The obedience is not the obedience of being pulled along in a chain. It's not like that at all. You know, if someone teaches you good farming practices, you have an obedience to the process, then there's a bounty in the crop. That's more of what it's like, you know? Someone teaches you how to farm really well. are you being oppressed by that knowledge? No, but are you living within that process? Yes, and then what happens? amazing bounty in your farm that's that's been my personal living experience you know I've felt no experience of uh, oppression, but have I been obedient oh, I, I have I have have maybe not perfectly obedient, but to the best of my ability and I'm always given it a shot I'm always trying I'm always trying to improve see and there's been from I've gone from bounty to bounty to bounty to bounty see from greater and greater and greater self knowledge or knowledge of the kingdom see I'm as I'm as human as everybody in the room I'm as good and as flawed as everybody in the room but I have certainty and sanctity see and it's because of I've chosen to be joyfully obedient to the ways of the kingdom. See? So I can speak with authority. I know this is what I've experienced. Everybody here has exactly the same opportunity that I have. Just like the thousands and thousands of people that came in front of my master had absolutely the same opportunity. He didn't say, oh, you're a better fed. you're more evolved. No, he didn't say any of that. He just said, told each individual what their next step heading north was. And it was up to them to to take the step, to choose to take that step. You can go any way you want. But he was always saying how to head north, how to head north, how to head north. Your next personal (coughs) step. See? So you're all starting in that process because you've shown up. So that's really, really great. Then just continue, but always have in the mind... What is the purpose of my life? And how do I do that? Not based on the philosophers, not based on the psychologists, not based on the, on the doctors, not based on your mom and dad, not based on your friends, based on what the words of the saints and the masters say. Why? Because they're the most informed. That's all. You know, I don't ask a child a professor's question. I ask a professor a professor's question and a child a child's question. So I don't go to my peers who are at the same level as me and ask them the meaning of life. I don't think so. They're as confused as I am. Go to the saints, go to the masters, and ask them what the purpose of life is. They'll give you a more informed vision, see, a more informed answer. And then go for it. Just go for it. Don't compete with anybody. Don't compete with anybody on the planet. You take your next step, your personal next step heading north, you'll get there. You will get there. It's not a question of if, it's just a question of when. Some people 10 years, some people 20 years, some people one life, some people 10 lives. What difference does it make? You'll get there. You're heading there. You'll have your unique journey. Thoughts, ideas? was this too heavy no okay <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, anything jamie
1: um i feel like this topic's coming out a lot in my life mm. i was just reading um, a book from yogananda and he i can't remember word for word i could probably look it up for you because i know you have the book too but talked about the purpose of life and it is basically to choose him above everything. Exactly. Um,
0: yeah, you get more and more focused over time.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just to add, I don't know if it's related or not, he talked about like all the people in our lives and it's different expressions of God's love, you know, mm-hmm. the way a mother shows you love, father shows you love people love. Ideally, yes. It's all trying to point you into the direction of the source
0: of where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's reading Yogananda. Everybody should read Yogananda. His, his literature is very accessible and really, really accurate. You've got to know who to study. And if, if you find a valid source like a Paramahansa Yogananda, that's a valid source of, of genuine, accurate spiritual knowledge. And, and his disciples in, in the SRS Self-Realization Fellowship you know, organization, read their work. Read it. It will inform you. You know, it will inform you. This, you know, this master has come to give you a hand. Read it, you know. You'll benefit. So, you know, I, I really endorse all of his work. And so, but A lot of people, I read a bunch of nonsense. There's a lot of spiritual books on the market by people who are not informed. You know, very strong egos, maybe some writing talent, and with their money on their bank account, not the money on not their mind on your welfare. See? You don't want be sheeps being led to slaughter. You know? To learn just to be a yogi. You know, be humble and attentive to the saints and grow you see so even even reading these books is a form of humility you know you've got to suspend your opinion and allow yourself to be informed by someone who's further along in the journey you see or, or like a Yogananda who became a liberated soul he became a genuine master so you know find out who's real saints and who's real teachers and Study their literature. Inform yourself. You know, no one's going to pull you out of the ditch. The saints will tell you how to get out of the ditch. But you've got to get out of the ditch. So you got yourself in, you can get yourself out. Why do they let you get yourself out? So that you can help to inform other people how to get out. But if they just le- levitated you out of the ditch, you'd never know how to get out. You know? And then can you help anybody else get out of the ditch if you never figured out how to get out? Of course not. So, heaven lets you get into a ditch, heaven sends help to teach you how to get out, and then you become a purveyor of that knowledge of how to get out of the ditch, whatever kind of ditch it is, emotional, psychological, physical, whatever, see? So, not every crisis is a bad thing, see? Any other thoughts? Matthew, anything?
1: Uh, I enjoyed the... uh you said about building a body of habits that supports the goal you're working towards. Yes. And, and then working with the law of displacement. You know, yeah. Having that just wash away. Right? Increasing your light rather than fighting the darkness.
0: Yep. Yeah. I've lived by these things. You know. In this life, I've become reasonably successful. I mean, I've seen many wonders of God. And it's exactly these principles that I've used I'm telling you exactly what I've used see it's worked for me (laughs) so my attitude is go for it you know get these very clear in your mind and just keep exercising it keep exercising it You you know you'll do all of your own house cleaning and more and more light will come in more and more opportunity will come in less and less sense of oppression will come in. It'll be displaced. See? You know? So the key is to be active in your highest interest. See? And if you're active in your highest interest, you'll be a blessing to everybody around you. Everybody around you is gonna, is gonna be better off for it. Just like if, if we put together a farm doesn't the entire community benefit from the farm? Of course. Of course. You no. all the privation in the community all of a sudden goes because you decided to put together a farm. So whether it's physical privation, emotional privation, psychological privation, spiritual privation. So we have to, <clears throat> the key is for us to, to be generators. The key is don't live for yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't live for yourself can you enjoy life absolutely but don't live for yourself that is one of the great 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 messages of, of of all of the masters you can enjoy every bit of life no problem but you should also be a generator of joy see does the gen does the generator of joy experience the joy yes No. does the generator of light enjoy its, its own luminosity yes but does everybody else enjoy the luminosity? Yes. <laughs> See? There's no privation. See? So you, you, just have to, you just have to get that mindset that that's what you want to do with your life. And then you will uniquely become a generator. And you w- will uniquely enter into a life of mysticism. You uniquely will have many experiences with God god will come to you in many many ways subtle and visceral see Uh, don't think miracles won't happen in your life they will but create the conditions for the miracle you know if i have a messy house should i be inviting guests i don't think so clean up your house then invite the guests that's what you do you know do you want The glory of God to come come into your psychic house, your physical house. Yeah, clean the house. The guests will come. See, it's just what's appropriate. Do what's appropriate, and and those that level of guests will come. You know. So there's many saints that come to this house. Why do you think that is? I create a create uh, an appropriate uh, environment. What about you? The same exact thing can happen for you. Just create the right environment, and they'll come. You know? don't don't think that I'm unique. that's that's just not true. I'm just a guy who was obedient and worked hard. That's it. That is it. I'm obedient, and I work hard. <laughs> not not rocket science. you know? I've seen masters, I've seen saints, I've seen angels. I've seen divinities, I've seen the various lokas. I'm telling you 100%, you can do it. (laughs) You just have to create the conditions, you know. It's just be joyfully obedient, you know, to the methods of the saints. It'll happen. You know, it's just a question of when. It will happen. (laughs) Sanctity is not just for the few. Sanctity is for everything, not everyone, everything, see? But you just have to, you have to make it a priority in your life. That's it. Make it, you can do all your other stuff, but make it the central theme of your life, you know? Some people make the central theme money. Some people make the central theme getting a husband. Some people make the central theme uh, having children. And it becomes, all of their psychological, physiological forces are, you know, around that. Everything in their life is around that. All I'm saying is, is make the journey to God, the journey of, of self-illumination, the central theme of your life. You can enjoy everything else. You can still go to the soccer game, no problem. You can still go to the party, no problem. But just make the central theme of your life you know god knowledge you know and then you know you'll bring that that energy to your soccer game you know and to whatever other activities you're involved in you know everybody's going to get everybody's going to be benefited you know when when a light is turned on in the room everybody benefits you know it doesn't discriminate. Oh, I don't want this one. I want no, no. Everybody in the room gets gets some of the light. That's what your life is about. You know, we don't discriminate against anybody, or anything. Brighter light, everybody around you benefits.
1: See,
0: I'm I'm I benefit from the light also. You benefit from the light. Everybody benefits from the light. You just got to turn it on and then turn it up. See it's a no loss situation everybody wins so and my job is is to persistently tell you you can do it it's a can do it's a can do it's not a maybe it's a can do you can do it just get at it See? any other thoughts anything today uh, i thought about what you were saying about the dog chasing his tail yeah I was thinking about it, but it was like I see the point that you were bringing to it, but if the dog
1: is doing what he loves by chasing his tail, is he not also doing
0: it? He's doing what he loves, but it has no purpose. Like, I might be loving eating tons of ice cream and getting diabetes at the same time. Well, was that really wise? Although I loved every spoonful. You know, I just put myself in the grave. So just because you love it and you like it, doesn't mean it's purposeful, doesn't mean it's useful, you know? The dog being playful a little bit, no problem. But if it spends its life chasing its tail, did it fulfill, you know, all the things that it could have experienced, all the things that it could have done? Of course not. It, it was just bound in a limited habit. It, it was joyfully bound. <coughs> but it could have run through infinite fields and had infinite experiences but it was joyfully bound did nothing and then died see it didn't experience the full its full potentiality so we get wrapped up in our habits and and those habits limit, limit the boundless experiences and potentiality see i'm all about breaking boundaries Getting out of the box, getting out of the box, a bigger box, bigger box. Till you until no box. See? You you want to fulfill your infinite potentiality. That's what it is. And a dog chasing its tail will never do that. It's happy, but it's bound itself in the most limited box possible. See? You don't want to be that. You wanna expand, expand, expand. You're going to be more and more and more purposeful. You know? Heaven is infinitely purposeful. What about you? See? A dog chasing his tail helps nobody. <laughs> Very happy, but accomplishes nothing. I, I know like, so many people that I can just, they fly past my th- mind. I can talk to them 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. They will be doing exactly the same thing saying the exactly same stuff you know all the miseries 20 years ago the same miseries today and if i talk to them 20 years hence the same miseries will be there do you want to live in that box that's my point you know you want more joy more freedom more divine opportunity you want you want to know the meaning of sanctity personally not the meaning of the inside of your box you wanna break the boxes. More creativity, more light, more opportunity, more divine association. See? You know, the saints could walk past the dog chasing his tail. Will the saint will the dog notice? No. See, I don't want you to have the opportunity to meet saints and not notice. See? That I consider a tragedy. A missed opportunity. Like I saw so many people come past my master and absolutely missed the opportunity. They, they had a living agent of God sitting right in front of them who had knew all the means of achieving the kingdom and they didn't ask the right questions or they didn't follow the advice. <clears throat> Isn't that a tragedy? You have cancer, you're in front of the best physician on the planet and you don't ask the means of un- un- unraveling that problem? Isn't that a tragedy? See? If you're in front of a a great physician, take his advice. Take the medicine, you know. Alleviate yourself from the burden of sorrow, see. So all these grand masters and the Dharma teachers are types of physicians. Their job is to alleviate suffering, see, whether it's intellectual, emotional, physical, spiritual. They're They're to break the darkness, you know, to give you more light, you know. To give you more opportunity. See, that, that's what we have to move towards. See? And you're here for that opportunity. My thing is to stress, take the opportunity. Do the practices. Do the reading. You know, reform your life. See? Even if it's something like, I put that online magazine out on the Facebook. Just sell yourself once a week. I'm going to read what Hari put up. Because I'm not putting it up just to say, oh, Hari's doing this, that's a bunch of nonsense. I'm putting up real saints, real teachings, you know? Inform yourself. What does it take you, five minutes, 10 minutes? Inform yourself. You know, or you see a picture of a deity. Well, what does that mean? What is the mysticism? What is the symbology? I'm only a phone call away. You can simply call me up and say, Hari, I saw this image, what does it mean? You know, I'm not living in a cave hiding away from you, I'm, a, I'm accessible, <laughs> you know. So that's the thing, you know, the, the thing is, realize you have opportunities, take the opportunities, grow, that's it, you know, good things will happen, you know, good things will happen. <laughs> you know? I, I just want to constantly encourage you, take the journey, take the journey, take the journey, you know, realize that you're living in a box of habits. Break them, and if you're gonna, or displace them with positive habits, so that you can get on about the business of a luminous joy. You know why not? Why not? You know, <laughs> as opposed to oppressive sorrow, then a luminous joy. Well, what are you gonna choose? Choose the luminous joy for God's sakes. You know, take it. Anyway, I guess, Fung anything? Nima-sam, anything? I see you back there.
1: <laughs> Stephen? All
0: mm-hmm. oh, the Davies here. <laughs> Davies <laughs> mean goddesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK. So Stephen will g- guide us through the ohm again. You know what? Stephen, when he walks in the door, he's always doing something useful. That is, like, way smart. That's how I was with my master. You know? I'm always looking for something to do. You know? It's good. It, it's what I call spiritual intelligence. You know? It's spiritually intelligent. You know? Good things will happen. He's creating a, a body of positive karmas. You know? You know, just Doing something—it's not just me. I'm just like an agent who's doing their work. So if you're helping me and I'm doing their work, aren't you working for them also? See, you're you you you're stepping into a stream of sanctity that everybody above my grade pay grade knows about you, and is trying to pay attention to you. You know, oh, this one is coming along. You know, let's let's see what we put some more wind in the sails. You know, that's how that's how these things happen. You know, it's not just Hari, it's a whole line of great Mahatmas, great souls, that, that you, you come onto the, onto the map when you start doing something useful, or his mom back there, who's quiet and hiding all the time, but, you know, very great, I'll tell you to your face, really great, you know, heart of gold, that, that gets you into the kingdom. All of you guys are all doing something. All moving along bit by bit. Or Victor over there.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, so Stephen will chant home. We'll follow him. Um. in, it'll release the breath and open the eyes.